headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Lindsay's with us in Columbia, South Carolina. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Yeah, so I just recently got engaged, and my fiancé and I have been following your baby steps for a few years now. We are debt-free, um, so now we are now planning and budgeting for the wedding, which we will be able to cash flow. Um, but Yeah, um, but I, I am finding myself having a lot of guilt um, over spending the money on the wedding. Um, we are both anticipating... We are going to need new cars soon. We're at the phase of our life where we'd like to start saving for a down payment. Um, I don't want to jip myself of the wedding um, that I want, but I am having shame about wanting to spend so much money. Well, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be shameful or guilt-inducing unless it is too much money. And, and the way we, how do we say too much money? It's in relative terms to your situation okay if you make two million dollars a year and you want to spend 50 grand on a wedding that's not too much if you make forty thousand dollars a year and you want to spend 50 grand on a wedding you're crazy so what is it you (laughs) want to spend on the wedding uh i think it's going to be about 25 to 30 grand tops nice wedding and what is your what is your income uh household income is probably about ninety thousand. Well there's not a household yet, but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But yeah, that would be uh the numbers we're dealing with anyway. So mm-hmm. well the average household income in America right now is about seventy thousand and the average wedding is about twenty five thousand. Okay. Okay. Now so that that's the average, but we do want to keep in mind that normal is broke, so we don't necessarily want to aim at average, but the point of that is, is you're not completely out of control, but now you start to make value judgments and go every $5,000 I cut this accelerates the other goals. Mm-hmm. And so it's the trade-off that you're going to make the rest of your life. If I spend money on A, I don't have it for B. It's called opportunity cost. And that's what I'm struggling with. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have the wedding and so then what right I, what I want wedding, you to do is set a pl- set a number stick to that number and never struggle again okay now you should uh i i do want some of this negative emotion to keep you from overspending your budget mm-hmm. and so what would i do if i woke up in your shoes i would probably say you know we're i just don't feel okay about 25 i'm because pr- you're not feeling okay about it by the way, I'm kind of kind of keying off of that, okay? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you're going, this is because, let me just tell you, the difference in a $20,000 wedding and $25,000 wedding, no one that visits will know. <laughs> that's a napkin arrangement. Yeah, that's the chairs you chose for the reception, you know? I mean, oh, my God. So, and, and then when you start laying out the actual wedding budget, you know, so you put a big number on it, and then you say, based on that, I'm going to spend X on the... Uh, videos and pictures. I'm going to spend Y on the dress. I'm going to spend Z 
on the um, reception. I'm gonna, you know, and every one of the L, the band, the DJ, the the preacher, the whatever, and you just line item this out like it's a project because I'm sorry, darling, but it is. Mm-hmm. And then you stick to that. You say, okay, I've got this much budgeted for catering. And they go, well, you can't get the sushi if you do that. Well, then we won't be having sushi, darling. So there's, no is a possible answer to some of these questions. And so, right. um, but the, the, the thing that will give you great peace and no guilt is if you'll set a number, detail it out, and then stick to it, you'll never think about it again. But if it's constantly floating around and you feel like then I can buy happiness or I can buy joy for $3,000 more, you're not going to find it there. It's not there. And it is a... It's a wonderful thing to have big, we have big parties. We're Ram, we're Ramseys, man. We like to party. All of our weddings were huge. <laughs> we love big weddings and everybody dancing and, and good food. And man, it's a fun time. And it is one day and it's gone. It is, it does evaporate, but so is travel or so is other things we spend money on. So, right. but there is and no, do you, you, you do know there is no correlation between the size of the wedding budget and the success of the marriage though, right? <laughs> yes. If anything, there might be a negative correlation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm just glad we're not going into debt for it, but I do have that guilt. No, I, that, that, you know, if, you don't have to say I'm not glad. I have. I, I chose yeah. not to go into debt for it. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you're like being a grown up and stuff here. Yeah. Is is the person you're about to marry? Are they guilt tripping you? Or saying, no, man, if we weren't no, doing a he, wedding, like, wedding like this, like, where's this guilt coming from? Me, um, I guess because we we have worked so hard the last few years to pay off our debt, and now we're in a finally in a really good financial spot. And so are you kind of a tightwad, and you have trouble enjoying money. Yes, um, and and I just I'm worried that after the wedding, our cars are going to go, and we're going to need. They are. To they buy are. Hundred percent. Hundred percent chance. And you on know, the, what? on the honeymoon, one of them's going to fry. In fifteen years, it'll be a funny footnote to a great wedding. Yeah. Let this yeah. be a great experience for you to, you worked so hard so that mm-hmm. you could honor this like this cool ceremony, right? That's why you're going to work so hard after this wedding to, you're going to get new cars so that you don't end up on the side of the road. You're going to work really hard to pay off your house so that you can give recklessly to people in your community. You're going to do these things so that, right? And y'all but, have worked really yeah. hard to get right here. I would challenge you to dial it down to 20. Absolutely. 18.5. Come up with a number. Yeah. And then just, then just lock it in. And go, based on that, I've got to do the dress this way. Based on that, I've got to do the catering this way. Based on that, I've got to have friends go pick some uh, daisies out of the farmer's field because we don't have money for a florist. Based on that, I don't know what it is. But, I mean, I've had folks on this team in the last two years, three years, four years, many, many, many of them have had some incredible weddings for under ten grand. Yeah. But it it involved friends pitching in mom's cooking stuff for the research i mean involved all kinds of different things you can do you don't have to do that you're not doing anything morally wrong or financially wrong if you just say the budget's 20 and we're going to hire it all out that's okay but my point is is that you can have a really nice wedding for 20k and one thing that helps me in these moments of spend and feel guilty is if you you've you had this twenty five thousand dollar budget and you decide to roll it down to 18.5 Make sure you take that gap money and you apply it to one of these things on the back end. Like, I'm going to use this for a car. I'm going to use this for those things. And so you'll feel like you're getting ahead and you're getting this great wedding. But I'm like you, Dave. We've... I've seen some pretty inventive and creative weddings over the last couple of years because of COVID. And 
they're awesome, and they're all still married, and they're not a hundred thousand dollars in the hole. No, no, you don't. You, I mean, no, you don't borrow for a wedding. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she's not doing that. She's nope. not doing that. She's what a great young lady. Very incredible. Cool. This is the Ramsey Show. Your memories are meant to be relived, not chewed up by the VCR or worn away with time. Converting your old media with Legacy Box stops fading in its tracks, so your home movies are safe forever, and you can trust Legacy Box. I've met the founders. They're right here in Tennessee, and they've helped over one million folks protect their memories. For a limited time, you can get started for just $9 a tape at LegacyBox.com slash Ramsey. That's LegacyBox.com slash Ramsey. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Parents, if you have school-age kids, the last thing you want is for them to be normal. You want them to be weird, like we teach around here. And that's why you've already got them listening to stuff like the Ramsey Show in the backseat of your car. You're raising next-gen financial peace smart kids, right? Hey, we're on board with this. So we've got tons of stuff to help you and even your kids' teachers in our back-to-school sale. My God, back-to-school is here. One of the biggest challenges teachers face is getting students to engage in a healthy classroom conversation, and that's why Dr. John Deloney, to my right, created classroom editions of his Questions for Humans conversation starters for elementary, middle, and high school kids, help them build lifelong friendships through real, in-person conversations at home keep the fun and learning going with the popular kids books the adventure pack is a family favorite includes the storytime collection financial peace jr the smart saver bank all for teaching kids how to handle money if there's a teacher in your life or your kid's life pick them up one of the questions for humans classroom editions as a gift for them shop the back to school sale at ramseysolutions.com john i did not know you did i probably knew it but i forgot it classroom editions yeah for elementary middle school and high school classrooms uh for teachers what does the elementary conversation starter sound like exactly is a conversation that would happen around a lunch table here at work <laughs> the same <laughs> conversation with me you and george on a boat trying to ski it's very similar <laughs> i'll just leave it at that randy's in washington dc hey randy what's up I'm doing well, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's How can we help? Well, gentlemen, I want to say thank you for accepting my call. Um, my wife and I are pretty much, and I, I would say, a good problem to have. So I'm active duty military. Um, we just sold our home at the end of June. We ended up with 184000 um in equity, which we used to pay off the rest of our debt. Uh, left us with about 130 left over. So we maxed out the emergency fund. Um I have increased my contribution to my TSP uh, to 15%, like I'm supposed to in baby baby step four. The problem I have is I'm up for a promotion this year, which is about a $450 um, pay increase per month. And what I don't know right now is whether I should increase my, just basically 
do the percentage difference and contribute that to my TSP till I can retire from it or um, use it for a separate account. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, I mean, you you can dump it into the TSP if you want. You could dump it into a Roth IRA if you want. Are you in the Roth TSP? You need to be. I am. So I'm. Uh, and the C plan, eighty percent, twenty I, twenty S. So I'm at sixty C, twenty S, and twenty I. That's good. That's the mix we teach. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so you're already on track with all that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're in a baby step seven situation until you repurchase a home. Are you stable in terms of your location? Are you going to buy again, or are you just waiting to quit for the military, quit moving you around for you buy again? Uh, so right now we're going to wait until I'm ready to retire to purchase our forever home. Um, that's actually like a second part to the question. So the extra when when will you we, be retiring? In about ten years. Okay. All right. Yeah, you need to be dumping the rest of that with a Smart Investor Pro then and some mutual funds, so it will keep up with the increase in value in real estate during that time. You don't want it sitting there making nothing and still, because 184,000 10 years from now won't buy what 184,000 will buy now. So that that that's the thing. So, hey, man, thanks for your service. But, yeah, load that TSP up, load your Roth IRAs up, and then load your house fund up, and that's really all you got left to do. You're just making money and doing good good, doing good work. Real quick, what's a, walk me through a TSP, Dave. What now? A TSP. Walk me through that. What does it what? A TSP. What are you asking about it? Walk me through. What is oh, that? Oh, walk you through that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the Thrift Savings Plan. Okay. It's 401k for federal federal government employees, basically. Excellent. Okay. And, uh, but they have uh, certain options, and they're, they have initials on them. The C is the common stock. The S is the small company. Uh, the I is the international. That's the three we recommend, heavy in the C, because the C is the highest performing of all their common stock with options. Common yeah, index it's like, fund, right? It's pretty much like an index fund. Yeah. It, it operates like an S&P 500 index fund. So the TSP does pretty well, mm-hmm. and they just recently have started offering it as a Roth mm-hmm. option. And so Fed federal employees of any kind, including military, have TSP. So postal Excellent. workers, that kind of stuff, you'll see it there all, all the time. Uh, guys, I want to um, – I'm not going to pick on you about this uh, out there, and you can use the word, and I won't, I won't, I won't give you a hard time. But I, I'm going to say this uh, really um, – because I appreciate the last caller a bunch, but there is no such thing as a forever home except heaven. I agree. Okay. This idea that you're going to buy a home uh, and I learned, I have the benefit that that's going to last forever. Well, it do, everything freaking changes. And so we, Sharon and I haven't moved a lot. We've moved every uh, 13 to 15 years, roughly uh, with rare exceptions. A couple of times we stayed two years in one place, but I mean, our, our homes that we've kept a long time, but they, they survived that stage of life. And then when we went to another stage of life, that was another stage of life. And then when we did, this is another stage of life. And so, um, I, I learned this, I was selling houses, uh, custom made homes, we custom for a custom home builder when I was 22 years old and people would come in to build their dream home. And it was kind of the fur. It was what people used to say instead of saying forever home, right? It's I'm going to build my dream home, and it was so disturbing that during the 14 or 15 months that we built their dream home, that their dream changed. <laughs> That's right. While they were their dream changed while within that one year period of time, and so by the time they moved in, it was no longer their dream. Yeah. And it was dissatisfying. So there's just there's forever home is such a millennial thing to say. Mm. Just don't say that. Because it's not true. Okay? Well, it's this idea you're not going to be there forever. 
It's the idea you're that moving. I'm going to get somewhere, and then everything will be. Ah, that's just not that's how life. Well, there's like you can figure out one set of bricks and mortar, one bedroom arrangement, one great room kitchen arrangement, and and you know honestly, kitchens and uh, living spaces are so much better than they were 25 years ago. Right. The designs of homes across America are just way better. You know, it's so much more functional and livable and enjoyable, and we live our lives differently now than we did in those days. Uh, but the little house I grew up in was like a, a 1,100 square feet, and it was the uh, two-in-a-den, which is the bedroom that wasn't sure what it was. That's right. Yep. It, it didn't know if it identified as a den or a bedroom. And so, um, <laughs> Depends on how many kids are there as to what yeah, it's used for. And so, yeah, and, and a bath and a half mm-hmm. and hollow core doors. You could hear everything through the whole house. It was gross and um <laughs> but when you slam them they didn't they never had the effect you wanted if you slammed them hard enough they just kind of came off in your hand like balsa <laughs> right. wood or something but yeah but the uh, uh but the kitchen in that house that i grew up in my childhood was in yeah it was perfect for that but it was not a forever kitchen right it was a you know when you in comparison to today it was fine for then but in comparison so no you're not you're, you're not gonna find a forever home here's what I, here, here's what i've come to believe with when it comes to forever home stuff and even less than forever home for me i keep thinking all right when i get this house paid off i'm going to do this with the deck i'm going to do this out there with the driveway i'm going to build a retaining wall over here and what i have found is these are all ways to distract me from living contently right now i keep thinking down the road things will be good down the road i'll finally get this thing down the road and if i can learn to be content where i'm at that changes the yeah. It changes the the tenor of my life moving forward. But it's it, and and but you're never going to get a nice enough, big enough, great enough home f- to live there forever because something's going to change. Or you're going to lose your job, or mom's going to get sick, oh. or whatever. And by the way, it, I, I built this monstrosity, huge home. <laughs> it was everything yeah. that we wanted, and we fully intended to live there the rest of our lives because we were old when we built it already, you know. And so, but we lived there 14 years, and we went. You know what? selling it and it was it was it's a fabulous world-class house you know we sold it and we got a little house a lot smaller now and we like it a lot <laughs> it's okay i mean gosh it's just not that big a deal yeah. uh, you know you're not gonna there's you cannot build something that will change as your life changes yes build forever relationships not forever homes Ooh, that sounds like a millennial uh, whatever those people's name is line <laughs> this is the ramsey show minimalists Hey guys, George Camel here, and I'm so excited to tell you about the newest product from Ramsey. It's called Gazelle, and it's a digital banking experience that will help you spend and save the Ramsey way with banking services provided by Pathword NA. You'll get a single spending account with no monthly fees, and it's FDIC insured through Pathword NA. We're offering early access to our beta customers so you can help us make it the best experience it can be. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Gazelle to sign up for the waitlist today.
Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Joseph and Victoria are with us. Welcome to Nashville, guys. Thank you. Where do you guys live? Uh, We live in Minnesota. We are about 45 minutes south of Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Fun. Welcome to Nashville. And all the way to Nashville to do a debt-free scream. How much have you paid off? Uh, we are at uh, $76,809. I love it. And how long did this take you? 11 months. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Uh, we started right around 60 a year, and we ended at 145 Nice jump in one year. <laughs> did somebody go to work that wasn't working? I did. Ah, was, what do you do for a living, guys? Um, I actually drive school bus. Okay. Which is super fun. So. Yeah, that's cool. I'm a truck driver. Oh, a couple of drivers. Yeah. There. You got it. Did you drive from Minneapolis? No, no we, we flew. No, we flew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You drive for a living. You want to? No, you we have five kids. So, oh yeah, I would love no, to hear your no. dinner conversations like about the new V six and the. Yeah, they get interesting. <laughs> tire changes and that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. What kind of debt was the seventy seven thousand? Uh, it was student loans for a little bit on my part. Then we had a camper, a car, and then a couple other random debts that we had to pay off. So mm-hmm. just multitude of things. What's the biggest thing you sold? Nothing. Uh, yeah, you we didn't really didn't anything. have to sell didn't anything. Tell Okay, so you just busted into it. Yep. And you had some money in savings you threw at it? A little bit. A little bit, yeah. How much? I uh, would say three to 5000 Not much. Okay. Nope. So basically, you going to work and you threw it all on there, yep. huh? Yep. Yep. Uh, that was the main reason I started working was to pay off the debt. And then down the road, now it's fun money. I was working use about it for 90 whatever. hours a week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I was doing 80 truck driving and then uh, I would do DoorDash on the side. Wow, you guys are kicking it. Okay, so you kicked it all the way from sixty to one hundred forty-five, and yep. that and enables you in eleven months to pay off seventy-seven. Yep, you got it. Wow. So what happened? Let you on fire, man. Y'all went off like fireworks. Uh, honestly, uh, it, it's pretty wild story. Uh, I was actually debating on whether I should commit suicide or not. Um, and I wanted my family to be secure when I was gone. And then uh, just listening to your show and hearing the Bible verses every day, uh, I came home and talked to Tori and decided we should probably get into a church uh we found river valley up in the twin cities and uh gave our life to to jesus christ got baptized october 31st which is kind of a joke and a half because our (laughs) favorite holiday was halloween for a long time and uh just changed our life ever since yep amazing wow so was the financial pressure part of that or just other mental no, issues um I'm, I'm a disabled veteran mm-hmm. uh, so i deal with ptsd and some traumatic brain injury from from some of that so wow what's your uh, healing journey been like um you know it's uh it's been a process i i got into a big good group of uh guys at church good. uh some men's leadership courses um starting counseling with the va coming up on august 1st so very good congrats man very good it's awesome Man, I'm so proud of you guys. Yeah. I mean, the money is a, is a big deal, paying off 77000 in 11 months. Yeah. But you guys changed your whole lives. We yeah. did. And saved your life. Yeah. Had in to. the process. And yeah. the money was just a little part of that journey. Right. Yeah. But you, it, it started out listening to this, this podcast, <laughs> uh, this radio show. That's, yeah. a, that's where it started, yeah. yeah. So oh talk to us about when he came and sat down. And uh, as his wife, um, I, I've 
sat with a bunch of folks in your situation and right. your wife you knew for a long time there's a gap here oh absolutely but then when he sits down and says here's how big that gap really is right. that's that's a lot right? yeah and it was an eye-opener yeah was wa- like, walk us through your next steps um it was essentially just trying to batten down the hatches so okay. he said we have to pay off this amount of money we have to work with this amount of money yeah. so we went from having a grocery budget with five kids of you know 150 200 a week down to 75 to 100 a week so it was difficult but we managed to do it you know cutting down our cell phones cutting cable cutting everything we possibly could to fit everything in this budget while paying off as much as we could mm-hmm. so it was a huge jump but it was definitely doable mm-hmm. that's amazing i want to make sure i get the order of the occurrences so you started listening to the show correct yep um then you started attending church correct yep and then you started working on the debt yep we had to get uh, our ducks in a row yeah well yeah. In a way, we, we I started listening to the show. We started working on the debt, and then after a while of that, we plugged into church. Oh, okay, yep. okay. So it was kind of all mixed in together, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't fi- figure the timeline. Okay, wow, wow, it's powerful. Sounds like a good church. It's a very good church. It's amazing. River Valley is definitely a blessing to the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and you are a blessing to the Twin Cities, my man. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely is. There's yeah. a lot. A lot, a lot of men right now who th- are sitting down, driving a truck, mowing their yard with their headphones in, listening to this conversation, and they have begun to tell themselves, the people around me would be better if I wasn't here. Yeah. Absolutely. Too many men tell themselves that. Mm-hmm. And you had the courage to say something out loud, and now you're able to inspire millions of people because of your courage and bravery, and the journey's still going, and you're still meeting with men, and you're still going to counseling. like. Mandy, I, I was in honor of your service as a veteran. I am equally, if not more, in honor of your service as a civilian saying, here's who I'm going to be and this is what this looks like, man. That's bravery and courage, and I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm glad to know there's men like you in our community. Amen. It's awesome. Amen. And women who will <laughs> batten down Go the hatches, right? Go drive a school right? bus to get us out of debt. <laughs> That's right, man. There's a couple of rock stars up there. Yeah. Wow. You guys are amazing. Beautiful. You're amazing. You. you have really become heroes and changed your lives. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you. Very, very, very well done. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You just got to start. Go drive a school bus. Yeah, go drive a school <laughs> bus. It's actually really fun. I know. I'm not putting it down. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. They think, how do you do that? I'm like, you just do it. Yeah. yeah it's you, fun. Well, you like people and kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love kids. Yeah. I had a school bus driver that hated people and kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's a few of them. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was, that, was the, that was the 1960s and 70s where they had a cigarette hanging out of their mouth oh while they're driving, oh. right? It's like, <laughs> you people, shut up back there. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing, right? So. Hey, but a good bus driver will spot those two kids that get on the <sighs> bus that have nobody, and you will be their light for their whole... Yep. Like, that's a I gift have a too. few of them like that. Yes, you yeah. do. That's yep. awesome. Good for you yeah. guys. Stopping the... Uh, who was it the other day? Tell me about the bullying on the school bus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a big deal. Way to go, you guys. So what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? You just got to start. Start. You got to start. You got to yep. start. Yep. Start. Start it starts in your head and then through the process, it, yeah. it, uh, it moves to your heart. It, it goes to a, uh, an everything I got mentality to a whatever it takes mentality. Yeah. So with the journey you've, the heart journey you've been on, mm-hmm. um, suicide, Jesus, getting out of debt, a lot of transformation in your heart in a short period of time. Um, talk about how that feels. Because, I mean, you, you, you did a complete double backflip here, man. <laughs> um, you know, it's, uh, it's calming. You know, it's, uh, 
there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. It's everything, everything's already taken care of. You just got to go out and make it happen. Right. There's a word we use around here called peace. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The Absolutely. day we paid off our last debt, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Financial <laughs> peace. <laughs> University. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it really is. Very cool. Well, we've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story. I want to hear back from you and hear how your journey's going. Thank Absolutely. you. Y'all yeah. write, write in and tell us an email. We'll read it and keep everybody up to date. You awesome. guys are very, very impressive. You have come a very long way in a lot of areas in a very short period of time. Right. Your income, your your debt, your spiritual walk, your mental health, everything is pretty impressive. Yeah. So um, got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you, Total Money Makeover for you. Give that to somebody, get them started. Uh, Financial Peace University, a one-year uh, membership to that, get you going in that. And that's got the new videos in it that include Dr. Deloney and George Campbell and Rachel Cruz and me. And uh, all right, let's bring the kiddos up. You said there's five of them. What are their yes. names and ages? Uh, so we have Mason, who's 16, mm-hmm. Madison and Michaela, who are 13, mm-hmm. Maya is six, mm-hmm. and Maverick is three. All right. Wow. Lots of M's. They're all M&M's. They're a handful of M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have just one. Picker. I love it. Very cool. Well done. Have they been practicing a debt-free scream? Yes. Absolutely. So the whole gang knows how to do this because they know their family tree was changed. Yes. All right. Well, we're so proud of you, and thank you for your service, and we're proud of you guys being heroes. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Ready? Three, two, one. One. We're dead free! Yeah. Oh, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Dave, I've suddenly got allergies in my eyes. This is The Ramsey Show. Tony Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Chad is in Augusta, Georgia. Hi, Chad. How are you? Good, sir. How y'all doing? Better than we deserve, man. What's up? Oh, yeah. I was just calling in. I'm a, I have, I have a, a mortgage. Just about ready to pay it all. Good. But I'm a real estate agent. And you know, with a real estate agent, you got to kind of go get it. And I love going to get it. But it's a big chunk. And I'm just like... I think I'm there, but I'm looking for, I guess, maybe a final confirmation with retirement that I have, what's in place to pay it off. I've been a fan of yours for probably 20 years, and I've hit bumps along the way to, to get my house paid off, and now I'm at a position. So Thank what do you owe on it? Oh, uh, 95. How much cash do you have? Do 11. Good Lord. Pay it off today. Pay it off. What are you doing? <laughs> pay it off today. You don't need to think about then this. You knew what I was going to say. Yard. Jacob's in Fort Worth. Hey, Jacob, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hot dog, is this really happening? It's happening. What's up? <laughs> hey, so uh, my uh, in-laws bought a house in 2018 for $280,000, and they're offering to sell it to us now for what they paid for it then. Um, and since it's a non-arms league purchase, uh, we were wondering who we need to hire to help us. Uh, make that happen 
Okay, so th- they're selling you the house at a below market price. Yes. And are you getting a mortgage? Uh, yeah, we were also wondering uh, what would be the best way to pay for it. And do you, do, you have a, do you have a down payment in cash? Uh, not yet. We're moving in. Their tenants just moved out. We're planning to rent for six months to a year mm-hmm. uh, to build up uh, down payment. Okay. Um, Work with a mortgage company to establish what you've got to do to do that so that you do that properly. Um, okay. And then the mortgage company will require a formal closing with an appraisal, a okay. survey, title insurance, all the things that you've got to do anyway, the title company that the mortgage company can hook you up with to do the closing can also then simply prepare the deed. Okay. The vast majority of the paperwork done at that closing will be around the mortgage. All right. But you just need a deed in addition to that, a warranty deed in most states is what it will be. And okay. um, it, But this is arm's length. There's no weird family crap like you can't figure out you're not allowed to buy christmas presents for five years because you bought this from them or something they don't have any strings attached right yeah no strings attached real healthy people mentally yes okay all right so um just trying to help us out yeah and they're not going to like say you shouldn't have got you shouldn't have bought that car uh no we don't like what you do with the flooring I don't think so. No. Okay, good. No. All right. All right. Just checking because you, you know this is a dangerous thing. So <laughs> sometimes sure. that discounted price comes out of your backside instead of your wallet. Yeah. Well, it comes out of your it. yeah. It comes out of out of your soul. The, the, exactly, and affects your relationship with their daughter, your wife, and right. so on. So yeah, just want to make sure all that. If that's all good, but the transaction is fairly simple. Uh, while you're getting, uh, I will tell you to get a. Uh, a title policy the mortgage company will require to get you to get a mortgage title policy that usually in most states you can get what's called a simultaneous issue and you get an owner's title policy as well while you're at it um the title company in order to execute on the mortgage probably will require a sales contract be developed but they probably have a form you can just fill out and do that okay so it's really most of the um detail crap will be handled by the mortgage company and their title and the title company that they recommend to get everything done you'll add to that probably a sales contract and owner's title policy and a which will probably be 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something and then uh you'll add to that the deed and in most states that's called a warranty deed i don't know what it is in texas but i imagine it is so uh the, that's the actual title to the property and then the more the uh, title company will charge a closing fee and the recording fee to record uh, the mortgage or the deed of trust depending on the state and then they will also can record that warranty deed to you the warranty deed is of no value until you record it at the courthouse and that's every state mm-hmm. and so if you don't if you're if you're walking around with a deed to your house in your pocket you don't own the house yet unless or until it has been recorded at your local courthouse. Uh, the courthouse, the recording of the deed at the courthouse is how ownership is established and transferred. So that's where you want to make sure that goes through. But that's a fairly basic thing that any title company doing the mortgage will help you do and probably automatically tell you everything that they're doing and all that. It's 
most title companies in America do a really, really good job or closing attorneys or whoever's doing the real estate closing, which if it's a closing attorney, they probably sell title insurance. Mm-hmm. So it's all it's all tied in together there. Very, very cool. Good good situation. Yeah, it's a great situation. Kyle is with us. Kyle is in Chicago. Hey Kyle, what's up? Hey Dave, I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can I help? Good. Hey, uh, I got a job offer to uh, increase this uh, lateral move from two companies, but Company A, I've got a, I got a loan in my 401k, and I think that's going to hinder my move. Um, I want to move because it's a substantial increase in pay, um, but I don't know what to do or how to make this happen. How much is the 401k loan? Uh, it's $15,000. Okay. And what's the increase in pay? Uh, about $100,000. Lord, that's nice. Yeah. What yeah. do you make now? Uh, one, 101. And you're going to make 201? About 200, yeah. So, yeah Doing right what? What do you mark. do for a living? Uh, I'm an engineer. Nice jump. Well done, man. Were you being o- you. underpaid before or are they overpaying you? Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both, I guess. Uh, Is there any signing bonus at all? um, I could ask for one, and that's what I thought about doing, but I don't want to be hooked on that. You know, at the same time. Just tell them you got a $15,000 401k loan you need to clear. Can they give you that much of an advance and take it out of the next three checks? Okay. That could work. Yeah, and that that just takes care of it. Because if you don't repay this loan, in full within 60 days of leaving it's considered an early withdrawal and you're going to get hammered with taxes and penalties that are going to make you wish you had done something okay yeah so you do need to take care of it i i you know you've already have one kind of debt if you move it to a different kind of debt over to a credit union loan that's okay but my preference would be that the new employer somehow help you make this move if i were bringing you on and i could advance you 15k um against your next three months pay or whatever or four months pay and take it out of that where you could still eat during those months but still get my money back pretty quick as the employer i would do that okay cool yeah the, like they said the change the increase in pay is definitely going to help me pay other you know other debt off but i just was worried about this yeah, initial but probably not until you get this unless they take if they take this out of your future check because they advance it it may take you maybe your get out of debt plan starts after that's done because you may need that (laughs) you may need to eat out but against 200 grand five thousand over three months is that's not a big chunk yeah it should it should be okay yeah should be okay should be very very doable but yeah sometimes you just um just say uh look we got a deal but i have a problem can you help me solve this problem so as an employer would would you think less of me if i came to you with that challenge no okay no, uh, as long as you don't come in demanding and belligerent right. about it. Like, yeah. I got to have that. You know, but instead, you know, help me solve a problem. Yep. I would love to help you solve a problem. You're a new team member. That's yeah, why yeah. I'm bringing you on to, you know, I, you know, I love to do that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't have the money to move, so we pay relocation expenses. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's whatever. There's problems to be solved when you're hiring people sometimes, mm-hmm. especially in this market where yep. we've got almost no unemployment. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, that they, they probably are real happy he's coming. Well, uh, clearly uh, they're doubling them up. Yeah, yeah. clearly they're adding a hundred <laughs> to what he was making, so they're pretty, but, they're but pretty happy. About it was it. important to say if they say no, go down to the local credit union, clear this thing, and yeah, get that just, thing just go out. Get you, and then just put that in your debt snowball and knock possible. it out. That's right. Yeah, that that's simple. The good news is you got an extra hundred k to knock out your debt snowball now, real quick. Ding ding, baby.
This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.